Curtis is uh, he's finishing up a couple things on the set. He's always on the set. Loves a good sport coat. Don't know. They don't always show what he has on underneath the desk. I assume it's maybe short sometimes and flip flop flip flops. Oh well, good. Oh, okay. Oh, gosh, I didn't even know. I just oh, suddenly I heard uh, Quillen talking. There he is. And uh, <laughs> let me give you a proper, a proper uh, Curtis Quillen is the sports director over at Channel 6. And, um, I mean, Curtis, it's a, uh, this is uh, always fun to have you for uh, chilling with Quillen. And this is a fun time of year. I mean, football, of course, is what people generally get most excited about. But with the level of softball, baseball, and then, of course, the track and field, there are in tennis and golf. I don't want to leave out. I saw some folks from Lake Belton that were doing a great job in golf recently. This is, a, this is an exciting, uh, Curtis, time to be a sports director and to be in the sports business. Now, um, boy, Matt has been out recently. I know you all were excited about some of the crowds you saw. I'm trying to think what game it was. I want to say Channel 6 was out there, and maybe it was Matt Lively. And, I mean, whatever crowd it was here just in the last couple of days just grabbed y'all's attention. I mean, this was a, this was a capacity crowd. Now, what, which game am I thinking about? I think you're thinking about Axel and Valley Mills last night. Yes, uh, The yes. one-game winner-take-all. Uh, regional quarterfinal in baseball, and Valley Mills uh, gets the 7-1 win, moves on to the regional semifinal, and uh, a step closer to, to Round Rock. Yeah, I, I hope we have some teams that make it that far, but uh, Valley Mills, that was a neat-looking atmosphere, and the crowd was all packed in, and that I like the uh, I like the ballpark. I mean, that was nice, and I like it when uh, – uh, some of these different pl- these places that have these nice facilities all share it and let some of the smaller mm-hmm. schools use some of those facilities. Those are really good. Now, what are you trained on this very evening as we kind of get ready for uh, the weekend's activities? You know, that buzzsaw of a softball program at uh, Crawford. I mean, I got I to gotta check in on them more often because I basically just kind of pencil them in every year for state. And then I just kind of mm-hmm. don't really start paying attention until state. How how are uh, how are we looking in in uh, softball baseball right now in Central Texas? Well, the deeper we go, the smaller my whiteboard gets. But that's kind of how it's supposed to happen. We have a lot of local versus local uh, matchups this year in the playoffs. It makes it really easy to cover um, this weekend. I mean, we've got some really fascinating uh, series to to watch tonight. Um, I'm mostly focused on softball tonight. Uh, I actually have to go to the Colleen Rodeo tonight, so uh, if you see me out there, I do like funnel cake. Um, the but the, the ones that I have uh, <laughs> that I have my eye on and that Matt Lively is actually driving to right now, Lake Belton can close out its regional semifinal appear, uh, series with uh, a win tonight over El Campo, a low-scoring affair last night. Uh, puts the Broncos one win from a potential rematch or a guaranteed rematch with either district rival Taylor, which no hit China spring in the second round a couple weeks ago, or with the Liberty program that uh, ended its playoff run last year in the regional final. And so 
a win tonight does that for Lake Belton, and they have two two chances to get one. Uh, but the Broncos only hit, uh, only got two runs last night, and they both came in the way of a third inning, two run home run. So they're going to have probably have to get the offense going a li- in a couple more frames to be able to uh, guarantee that trip to the regional final. Um, the other one that I have my eye on and then Matt is going to tonight is uh, Midway and the Woodland. Midway gets a, a really good fifth inning rally uh, to win game one against the Woodlands last night and uh, put put itself, you know, a win from a regional final and either two or three wins, depending on what the formatting is next week from uh, from a state tournament appearance uh, in Austin next week. And so, you know, a lot of really good softball going on this weekend. Yeah. Uh, and you know, like Felton gets going at five o'clock, and couldn't. There's not a better venue for uh, for softball in the state than uh, Davis Diamond and College Station. Is the way that uh, Matt Blackburn there at Lake Felton put it to me the other day. I like that. I, I'm uh, I've been on the uh, Lake Belton uh, bandwagon lately, and uh, and I also want to talking to Curtis Quillen, a man about town, he likes to get out to rodeos, the Colleen Rodeo. I love this. By the way, folks, if you see him and you're worried he's been doing lines or something, it's likely a funnel cake that he's working on (laughs) that he he has all over his shirt. Now, you've got to do probably stand-ups and stuff from out there, so do not be getting food or mustard or anything all, all over you. The funnel cake is a recipe for disaster when it comes to that, although most clothes, you can kind of brush it off. And you can you can get the powder off of there. You know, I'm more worried about getting dirt all over me. Uh, I'm actually so I'm doing the cast scramble there tonight. They have a cast scramble with some some other people going around. I know I believe uh, Chris Williams at Channel Ten uh, texted me that he's doing it as well. Um, I just hope that I can cast scramble with a former college free safety. Uh, so if I can, I'm just if I can be competitive with Chris, I will uh, I'll chalk that one up. Uh, in the wind column tonight. Um, now, my fiance teaches down the street from where I'm doing this, so naturally she invited all of her uh, family and friends to come watch and make fun of me as well. So I'm just really kind of hoping not to fall in a pile of things that would be difficult to wash out. And if I can avoid that, you know what, Matt, we'll call that one a win. I will be securing some video of this and uh now i'm glad you said that i'll be reaching out to chris i hope chris is listening and uh and i i do want video and chris is he's uh he, he appears to be slightly younger than you and and he, the fact that he played college athletics i'm not saying you weren't a decent athlete out, out at floresville I was, but i think fine. i think i think he may have have a hand up on you hey in other news talking to curtis quillen channel six it is chilling with quillen how about our MCCers? I mean, now that was fun. In fact, I had uh, I had uh, Hunter Grimes on the other day. The DH man, he's got a he's got a live bat. And um, mm-hmm. Mitch Thompson and I've been talking. I mean, what a fun deal that is. I'm trying to see if I can get myself out to Grand Junction, Colorado. Doesn't that sound fun to go cover the World Series? I mean, Quillen, that's something. That's something you and I need to do at some point, and I think here in a week or so would be a good time to do that. I think Grand Junction is one of the most beautiful cities and one of the most beautiful towns in 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 the country. I've been through it a couple of times on road trips with my family, and 
Man, uh, it's a gorgeous, gorgeous area. I know John Werner at, at the Waco trip absolutely loves Grand Junction. He's very outdoorsy. Uh, he goes hiking and outdoor and out doing all kinds of outdoors things with his wife all the time. And, uh, you know, the Junior College World Series is kind of his haven for that. Uh, but, man, what a historic year for MCC. You got a, uh, a men's basketball conference championship. And then for the first time in school history, you get both teams into the World Series at the same time or in the same year uh, in baseball and softball. I'm actually surprised, though, Matt. And I think, I mean, maybe not surprised, but interested by the seeding when it came out today. MCC is the seventh seed at the Softball World Series, which seems low to me. But what that tells me is that the committee saw that it split with Temple in that championship uh, round of the conference tournament in Weatherford a couple weeks ago and punished the high lassies for it, which I'm not going to get into the politics of sports, but you know, that was intriguing to me and something that I thought was quite strange um, because that, we're talking about a, a high lassie team that, you know, anytime it blinks can hit a home run. And so I'm intrigued to see what the high lassies do, but man, doing it, making a run from the seventh spot out of the world series, uh, that's going to be an, that's going to be a, uh, a tough hill to climb, uh, not just for NCC, but for anybody. Cause you, you look at who else is in that spot and, or in that side of the bracket and you've got a really strong two seat, uh, that's just like MCC good on both diamonds and, and Yavapai is the number two. Well, I could hear you. Do, I, I could listen to you say high lassies all day and I could tell you love saying it too. It's a fun word. Yeah, high high lassies. Um, yeah, this is going to be uh, MCC, and I love that story too with uh, Coach Barry. You know, having Coach Barry's coached in a uh, the College World Series, the the on the uh, JUCO Women's World Series. Obviously, was was coach over with the, on the men's side, and so what a cool story that is. With uh, I'm I'm missing something else. There's like another championship uh he's been in so that's uh that, that's a really good one now let me ask you this did you get caught up in yesterday's back and forth between jimbo uh at at texas a&m uh jimbo fisher and his response to the nick saban comments i mean that was really something i mean i mean we we got a lot of stuff in the sec but it's usually just kind of people like lane kiffin just tweaking everybody and kind of having fun. We expect it from him. But to see, I mean, these are grown men. They've been doing it forever. Saban's 70. I bet what uh, I bet Fisher's closing in on 60 if he's not already. Um, and yeah. and they, have, they have been doing this forever. And, in fact, we're on the staff together at LSU for five years. And to be throwing haymakers at each other. And basically Jimbo responds yesterday accusing him of, 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 you know, wrongdoing. I mean, he was kind of alluding to to different things. They accused things. each other of wrongdoing, though. But are we really going to call these haymakers? Are these actually haymakers? Or are these two kid, two young kids throwing temper tantrums because they didn't get their way? <laughs> I know, like, but one of them is the most famous college coach of all time or the greatest. He is the greatest. I mean, to me, that, these guys should be above this, but they're not. They're not. I mean, it is what it is is some kind of personal deal that they've decided to take public, and it is ugly. 
No, what it is is Saban took the wrong approach at playing the boosters by tr- basically going to the – so be- for those of you who don't know, the athletic department and the coaching staff cannot, according to NCAA rules, be involved in name, image, and likeness dealings. They can just make their players available for it, or they, they basically have to let make their players available for it um, to go make these deals. But that doesn't mean that when you're standing in front of a group of boosters in Birmingham, Alabama on a Wednesday night, you can't say, we finished number two, and I think it's because of NIL, which if Jimbo or if Saban had just left it at that, none of this would have happened. Hey, A&M finished first in the recruiting rankings. We finished second. I think it's because of NIL. The boosters would have picked up what he was putting down because the Alabama boosters will give Saban every advantage he needs to go win another national championship. Because that's what good boosters do. That's why the Blue Bloods in college sports are the Blue Bloods in college sports, is they have boosters who write checks anytime the head coach needs something. It's not like it's, that's, you know, there's no parody in college sports. There never has been, there never will be. Because as long as you have good boosters writing checks, they're always going to favor their program. It's why. As soon as Boone Pickens started pouring money into my alma mater's football program, it started being competitive in the Big 12 South. And then in the Big 12, when the divisions went away. And so if he had just gone in and played it a little bit safer, but no, he called out A&M, he called out Jackson State, and now his former friend, because is Jimbo serious and he's done taking calls from Saban because of the way Saban handled this? And I could understand if he was. I think it's childish, but I could understand it because it's not the first time that Saban's taken a shot at Jimbo like that. And, I mean, Jimbo was the OC there when they won a title. So they have that kind of history. They've been friends for a while. When Saban went to the NFL, Jimbo went to Tallahassee, finished up with Bobby Bowden, and then took over for Bowden when he retired. So he has his own pedigree there. But I do think it's a little funny that he's saying, go look for the skeletons there in Saban's closet. Um, But at the same time, the thing that was funniest about the whole thing to me, Matt, and I actually did a fairly long uh, detailed coverage of it last night at six. It's on my Twitter account. And I kind of made fun of the two of them because it almost seemed like two kids throwing temper tantrums. And now they're running to their dad to tell on them, or they're running to their mom to tattle. And the, Biggest indicator of the entire thing for me was when Ross Bjork reported Saban to SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey. Like, <laughs> seriously? That's how you're going to handle this? Like a child? Adult? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Saban and say they shouldn't have done this because X. Fine. Don't go running to daddy Greg Sankey. And uh, the fact that Greg Sankey gave the um, college sports equivalent of go to your room. To both of them, you're both grounded. No TV tonight. Like, like it's it's so laughable what these two have been, what these two clowns have been doing this week. Um, yes, people are getting paid for name, image, and likeness opportunities. It's fine. Yes, some of those name, image, and likeness opportunities probably are a little suspect. Not lost on me. We don't. We're not. We shouldn't be blaming A and M. We shouldn't be blaming Bama. That is something that was brought on by the NCAA's lack of pre- preparing for this era to come on. It had years to put guidance together for the colleges, and instead, it gave it three weeks and almost no guidance to do it. And so, this was a classic uh, 
to me, a classic temper tantrum between two millionaires who always get their way. Um, Ross Bjork's reporting of Saban is, to me, the biggest indicator of that. Um, and, yeah, blame nobody but the NCAA. Well, there's been a public reprimand given, uh, and of course, by by the same guy who plotted behind the backs of the Aggies with the suitors at Longhorns. So he can reprimand these guys all they want. And, and Saban didn't back down. Saban just basically was just was saying, well, I shouldn't have singled them out. <laughs> well, it's too yeah, late now. Totally fair. Uh, totally yeah. fair. Go play the game with your boosters. That's how college athletics is played. But don't, like he said, don't single them out because I pro- we're talking about two of the wealthiest college football programs in the country. I think uh, I think you're right. Hey, uh, in closing, um, did you get to? Um, you had a lot on your plate. Did, are you going to make it out to support your alma mater during this three game series? And did you have one <laughs> eye? Did you have one eye on that comeback? I did not see that coming. The Bears have obviously had a very rough season, uh, but it was uh, it was it was not salvaged, but it made everybody feel a, a little bit better to have that big comeback against your alma mater last night. Were you able to observe it, some of that? And do you refuse uh, to run highlights of that? Uh, you know, in Channel Six when that happens. So we, I had a really tight show last night. Matt Lively hit the Baylor game, hit uh, Boskyville Toller at Midway, and then he hit Axel Valley Mills at Waco ISD. Um, so we just had early highlights of the game. Um, I think he left when it was 4-1. Obviously, we didn't put money of the runs in there, but we mentioned that, hey, by the way, Baylor cut it cut from down eight in the seventh to walk it off in the ninth. Um, has there ever been, you know, basically Baylor baseball did to Oklahoma State, minus the coaching aspect of it, what Oklahoma State football did to Oklahoma in December or in November. Um, for those of you who don't, or, you know, if you don't know, uh, Oklahoma State needed to win the series or I think sweep uh, Baylor to win the Big 12 Conference title. And then something had to happen with TCU because TCU was right on its tail or uh, OSU was right on TCU's tail after last weekend sweep by Texas Tech in Stillwater. Um, but with Baylor walking it off, it not only clinched a spot in the Big 12 Conference tournament and avoided the sweep against the number eight team in the country, Matt, but it also eliminated the pokes from the Big 12 title race. Yikes. And so Yikes. I believe it's TCU's to lose now. And I think with a win tonight, TCU clinches the Big 12 regular season championship outright. It clinched a share last night uh, yeah. with Baylor's result and with um, Texas Tech's result. And so, I, I, you know, the fiance and I have talked about going up to Baylor tomorrow to watch game three. Uh, really, it just kind of depends on what needs to be done around the house. Yeah. Well, put some of your old uh, orange, whatever color orange we call that. Get out there, support your guys. Everybody will understand, and uh, it'll uh, it'll be uh, it'll be a fun evening. Listen, have a uh, have a tremendous weekend, and uh, everybody out there, watch Channel Six, and then uh, good luck in the calf scramble. I was glad I I started to uh, I was starting to imagine you like one of those little kids trying to wrangle the <laughs> sheep or whatever, but this is a different deal, I guess. So. Uh, be careful, though. I could see I could see some injuries coming out of this. So do not try to do anything heroic. Just just get out there and make people laugh, and that's it. Okay, you're not there to like win this. Uh, Matt, I'm overly competitive. I'm absolutely there to oh, win God. this. So I appreciate okay. it, my friend. Enjoy your weekend. All right, all right. My money's on Chris. All right, bye, Curtis.
There he goes. Curtis Quillen, chilling with Quillen.